Hello there, you Awakening Wonders on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. We really appreciate you, our listeners, and want to bring you more content. We will be delivering a podcast every day, seven days a week. Every single day, you'll get a detailed breakdown of current topics that the mainstream media should be covering. But if they are covering, they're amplifying establishment messages and not telling you the truth. Once a week, we bring you in-depth conversations with guests like Jordan Peterson, RFK Jr., Sam Harris, Vandana Shiva, Gabor Mate, and many more. Now enjoy this episode of Stay Free with Russell Brand. Remember, there's an episode every single day to educate and elevate our consciousness together. Stay free and enjoy the episode. Hello there, you awakened wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom. Brrr, if you're in this hemisphere. Hooray if you're in the other hemisphere. Together we can unify and create a movement that is decentralised, no one's in control, but unified against the kind of crazy propagandist system that brought to the forefront a hero like Anthony Fauci, who by some is still regarded as an elder, a trustworthy scientist, as he himself proclaims, I am science. And the BBC, which is our state-funded propagandist unit, still treats Anthony Fauci like there is literally nothing interesting to ask him. How much did you know? Did you tell people to wear much social distancing? Wuhan Institute of Virology, did you promote the natural origin theory when you had information? Is it possible that there were concerns about the Wuhan Institute of Virology six years ago, maybe even longer ago? What are these extraordinary patents that exist around COVID-19 20 years ago? There are so many questions. Look at how the legacy media talks to Anthony Fauci and ask yourself this question. Why? Why do they treat him that way? And how can we trust them if this is what they do with someone who in plain sight was the voice of how to behave in the pandemic, who conducted the eye rolling about Donald Trump, who we were supposed to trust, who was granted propagandist videos on every talk show across America. Have a look at how the BBC treats Anthony Fauci and then we'll look at some of the questions that they could have asked him. Restart. Yep. Firstly, what's that music? What's that music? I mean, who are we expecting to get out of that car? The Pope? An aging Elvis? Like, it's someone that's just got, oh, here they come, just a gentle tickling of the ivories to smooth the path to this puff piece that he's about to go through. Oh my God, is that Fauci, that bloody little liar? about <laughs> How are you? And now I'm going to really get to the heart of the matter. Oh, let me just give you a cuddle. <coughs> Where's the social distancing? Where's the mask? COVID's still out there, right? Extraordinary. So what kind of rigour is this BBC journalist going to conduct the conversation in if it begins with that kind of cuddle? Think of the questions you could be asking Anthony Fauci. What were these visits to the CIA? Is it true that you suppressed that information? Is it true that Wuhan Institute Virology was funded? We know that it was by the NIH. There's so many questions. Look at what's happening here. Anthony Fauci is simply being framed as a trustworthy figure. That's all that's happening here. You might as well not ask him any questions. You might as well have him mime into a song. You might as well be singing White Christmas. I don't know. Like This is not an interrogation. How dare you? How dare you? Do you think that legacy media and state agencies sometimes cooperate in order to create a narrative? You are a sick conspiracy theorist. Get a warning under this video right now, because when those people cuddle, they do that to help you. Good to see you. It's been a while. Yes, indeed. Since we went to dinner together. Yes. What? There's a sort of connections between the legacy media and important state officials. Oh, you are a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> 
Get your tin hat on. Do you think when legacy media journalists and the head of the NIH, who's perhaps more responsible for the pandemic response than anybody else, go for dinner, that that might prevent important questions getting asked? Let me know in the chat. We should go for dinner sometime. Then just ask me whatever you want in the chat. Thank yes. you for doing this. My Thanks pleasure. For some no, time. that's my pleasure. It's my this pleasure. This must be um, must be so nice for you to be Miracle Campus. I asked myself a, a question. Well, give yourself an honest answer for once. After 54 years at the NIH and almost 40 years as the director of an institute, you know, all the things that I've done, research and developing vaccines, what do I want to do for the last, you know, five or more years? And I've decided what I'm going to do is count my royalties. It was a difficult decision and it's going to take a while. And I think that it was pretty clear answer was to maybe serve as an inspiration for young people. Who are either interested in a career in public service or, or already are in a career of public service. You're undergraduate. You didn't study medicine, though. You studied classics. Uh, whoa, back off. I didn't come here for this. How dare you ask about my time when I studied the classics? How about this? Did you fund in any way the Wuhan Institute of Virology? Did you promote the natural origin theory when you knew it was more likely that it had come from that laboratory? Did you know that dual purpose research is taking place in Wuhan, which is essentially a euphemism to cover up the term the development of bioweapons. No, but I did read the Odyssey when I was at university. <gasps> That's fascinating. I studied classics, uh, Greek, Latin, and the Romance language and philosophy in undergraduate, and then I went to medical school. I took just enough sciences. To say that I am science in later years and to make an incredible amount of money from the pharmaceutical industry that funds many of my endeavors through royalties. To get me into medical school. Do you remember any of your classics? I could give you the first five lines of, of the Italy, on, of the Iliad in the Odyssey. I would be very, go Edgemoy, on. Pamusa, Polytropon, Haas, Malapala. You still remember it. That's <laughs> like you. Whew, steady on. He'll be dying for another conversation with Rand Paul after this. Right? Dr. Fauci, is it true that you lied? Did you lie? What about the shutting down of Jay Bhattacharya? Well, would you like to hear the first five lines of the Iliad? Upa dubba dooba liss, wibba dabba ding dang. Enough's enough! Edgemoy, Pumusa, Polytropon, Haas, Malapala. Libi, libi, I think I've been interviewing you for over a dozen years. And I've yet to ask you an important question. And yet, we're funded by the taxpayer. That's because fundamentally the role of the legacy media and agencies like the NIH is to facilitate the agenda of the state and, of course, Big Pharma. So, tell me again, what are the first five lines of the Iliad? <laughs> Ebola. Right. Zika. Zika. Obviously COVID. HIV. HIV. Yeah. Don't forget HIV. No, don't forget HIV. I'm sorry don't go doing any research into Anthony Fauci's role in it and what the gay community in Stonewall thought about Anthony Fauci's contribution at that time. Because it won't be as cosy as that. Look at him just ascending a staircase. Like it's like, uh, oh yes, I remember it well. Do you remember Ebola? Remember COVID? Oh yes, I remember it well. You made it much worse. Your life is a curse. Oh yes, I remember it well. Well, social it was a waste of time. Masks were a crime. Oh, yes, I remember it well. You funded that lab. Be quiet, you old slag. Oh, yes, I remember it well. And you're still doing it. I'm still doing it. Getting away with it. At the age of? 82. 82. Wow, you're so old, and yet no one has asked you any important questions. Can I have what you have? 
<laughs> we can't bring you this fantastic content where we criticise Anthony Fauci without the support of our sponsors. Stay with us now for a word from them. We can't continue to make this content without your love, your power and the support of our sponsors and we've got an exciting sponsor today. Have you ever wondered why you are not at the very centre of the universe commanding its every move? Well, get ready for Galaxy Projector. The Galaxy Projector isn't just a light, it transforms your room into an enchanting planetarium. Seamless, colourful projections and stars to abundant to count. Its colours, brightness, rotation, speed and timers are all in your control. Just a tap on your phone and voila! the dawn of time. Creation itself. With its user-friendly app, you can tweak everything to match your mood. It's customization at its best. And guess what? It's energy efficient too. Enjoy your personal galaxy without worrying about your electricity bill skyrocketing into the very cosmos you're creating in your own room. Go to www.galaxylamps.co forward slash brand, use my code brand and get 15% off for your first galaxy projector made among the stars. Go to galaxylamps.co forward slash brand, use my code BRAND and get 15% off your Galaxy Projector. Ah, the universe. Okay, let's get back into this. <laughs> can, you, can you just sell what you have? He does sell what he has. He's making a fucking fortune from it. How do you do it? How are you so... You I don't know. It's seriously, a you look 70. Thank you. <laughs> this is state media interviewing actually quite a controversial figure. There are some people that think that Anthony Fauci should be in prison. I've been subject to some pretty serious attacks from the legacy media. Some pretty important questions being asked me. Look at like Anthony Fauci's ability to influence and control and look how the state media treat him and then make whatever deductions from that you can. Do you work out all the time? Yeah, yeah, every day. Could I just, do you work out all the time, every day? Mm, oh, let me write that down in my little snivelly notebook. Like workout, well, workout. No, mostly. He's actually, actually is attracted to Anthony Fauci. What's going on here? It's gone from like being a puff piece to sort of a date, like a weird, corrupt date. Like the state and the state media are kind of lovers, and their orgasm is the propaganda that we're deluged in and drowning in. There, yeah, there's an image for you. Power walking. I used to run a lot of. Used to run a lot of pharmaceutical companies from behind the scenes. Got about 15 minutes left of the interview. Um, so now my final question. Why are you so great? Oh, that is a tough one. Marathons and 10Ks, but then I, a few years ago, switched it over to power walking. Right. Mm, mm, power walking. What did you do in the pandemic when no one was allowed out of their home? Did you think that that was effective? How long was it before you knew that computer modeling isn't the same as empirical science? Why was it that we weren't allowed to discuss the Wuhan lab leak theory when you yourself suspected that it was true? What exactly is your relationship with big pharma companies like Pfizer and Moderna? Could you reveal to us how much in royalties you received over the... No, forget about that. When did you start getting into power walking? And, uh, you know, a little bit with weights. Right. I don't like the extremes. It, it is not realistic that donuts are made with my face on them, that, you know, candles with my picture on them, voting is the sexiest... Is almost as weird? You're so really keen to get to the... Voting me the sexiest man. I mean, what are you doing after... It's like, he loves it, isn't he? He's plainly reveling in the donuts and the candles. The sexiest man. She never even brought that up. Voting is the sexiest... almost as weird? Was you going to say sexiest man? I don't know. It's not, I don't like to talk about how sexy I am. I've been working out with the weights, baby. Outside, inside, windows closed, mask off. Extraordinary conversation. There are allegations that Fauci knew about... How 
health and safety concerns in the Wuhan Institution of Virology six years before this pandemic. That's pretty vanilla. Just like, was that laboratory safe? Why did you continue to fund it? Why did you continue to use it? Why was it not published at the point that the pandemic was taking place that you had an explicit financial connection to that laboratory? These are such incredible questions. You can learn so much from the questions that are not asked in this interview. It tells you what the function of the state media is with regards to the state. In a minute, we're going to show you just one news story about safety in the Wuhan Institute of Virology that would make questions about how sexy Anthony Fauci is seem slightly ridiculous. That is weird, and that's not positive. <laughs> so I, I'm in a situation where I'm a moderate type of a person, and you have the extremes of, of just over-the-top adulation, and then you have extremes of over-the-top hate. So becoming a sex symbol in your late 70s. That is not something that I, I, <laughs> I aspire to. <laughs> That's not one of my aspirations. Have you figured out how to puncture the balloon of misinformation? I don't know, how to... What are we going to do about all of this misinformation? Well, what you could do is start asking some serious questions to this powerful government figure that influenced, directed, controlled and denied policy, perhaps for the entire world, if you consider the United States of America and their direction to be influential to, and I frankly do. Misinformation and malinformation, as we all know, is simply information that's inconvenient to the agenda of the powerful. Real misinformation is talking to Anthony Fauci and asking him what his exercise routine is, not why they suppress the lab leak theory. Because the reason they suppress the lab leak theory, just follow that trail, oh wow, you're financially connected to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, came out of the Institute of Virology, why the hell are you still in your job? How to bring conspiracy theorists or vaccine skeptics over to what you're thinking? Is there, have you, do you think you've gained any insight that would be useful for everybody on that? It's very, very difficult. I'm trying to figure out what the best way is, what kind of commonalities that you have when, when you have people who are of the bent that are absolutely convinced that the election was stolen. You're, of course, entitled to have whatever opinions you want about that election. What Anthony Fauci is attempting to do there is say, this is definitely a conspiracy theory. Remember, the number one conspiracy theory used to be that the government's handling of the pandemic has been inappropriate. You can't say that's a conspiracy theory now because so much has subsequently come out about the lack of efficacy of lockdowns, that the Pfizer vaccine, for example, was never clinically trialled for transmission, that Fauci himself personally said, you take it, it stops the spread. That was never true. And there was that was never true. And there was never any science behind that, ever. It's just extraordinary. I still am sort of baffled by saying that. And behind all of this is the idea that you wouldn't just be transparent with a population from the beginning and allow people to make their own choices. Instead, they pushed it to an extraordinary and unprecedented degree, spending $15 billion on propagandizing that medication. I believe because two important interests converged. The interests of the state and their ability to regulate and control at a time where control and regulation can be difficult, and the pharmaceutical industry wants to make money. Those are the two interests. Let's just leave it there. You don't need to get into some of the other ideas and theories. The fact that you have a parental dictatorial attitude towards the public where policies and ideas are literally prescribed instead of regarding the population as autonomous, awakened adults who can make decisions for themselves is the heart of this problem. Not, oh, some people are so crazy that they even question the outcome of elections and they don't believe that January 6th was a violent insurrection and an attempt to seize control of the country because people were wandering up and down corridors in baseball caps looking a bit confused and baffled. 
by allowing those two ideas together, I think Anthony Fauci reveals in conjunction with the state media where the lines of conversation are and where they definitely aren't. They definitely are about these things are unthinkable, undoable, can't be debated. And in particular, we can never have a discourse with the state where we're regarded as autonomous agents in our own lives. When you use that to make very, very poor decisions when it comes to your health is really disturbing. So I don't know how to crack that nut Caddy, I don't. So, never one serious or challenging question posed. Here's one news story that could have changed the entire tone of that interview. Anthony Fauci was warned that the safety standards at the Wuhan Institute of Virology were subpar six years before the pandemic. No wonder they had to build the natural origin narrative. Have a look at this. Bill Hemmer, good morning at home. We're now learning a US health official working for Dr. Fauci raised serious safety concerns six years ago in 2017 after taking a tour of the lab in Wuhan, China's first ever level four biosafety lab for handling dangerous pathogens. The U.S. official was shocked and alarmed after learning the lab was considering plans to reverse engineer the deadly Ebola virus. But when she told superiors before writing her report, she was ordered to delete any reference to Ebola. Well, One thing I'm worried about in that Wuhan Institute of Virology is they've got this plan to reverse engineer Ebola. I mean, that sounds crazy. Get that out of your report. They're more concerned about the safety standards of the report than the laboratory. They're more concerned about information getting out that there are practices taking place that ordinary people just would not sanction, let alone want to pay for, than ensuring that the laboratory is kept under safe conditions when they have a financial responsibility to be sure that because they're partly funding it. They were trying to reverse engineer Ebola to make some kind of dual purpose weapon? Yes, that's all well and good. But have you seen this? I can do a push up and a little clap in between. Each... Do you see that little clap? Oh, that is good. No, that is good. More on this. Rich Edson follows it up on what they knew and why they might want to hide that critical information. Rich, hello to you. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Bill. This U.S. health worker toured the Wuhan Institute of Virology just as it was about to open its most secure lab. And Chinese officials were admitting they needed more expertise to operate it. This is the same facility that some believe U.S. officials started COVID-19 with an accidental lab leak. The U.S. health official touring the lab worked for the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. That's part of the National Institutes of Health, or NIH. In emails obtained by Fox, she wrote to other NIH officials that, during her tour, a technician at the Wuhan lab complained it was illegal to import Ebola to China to study it. Excuse me, this is illegal to import Ebola to China to study it. Yes, yes, which reminds me, on tricep day, do you tend to do that with back or legs? Oh, that's a great question. I do my legs on tricep day. The NIH worker then wrote to other department officials, quote, I remember he said that since they don't have the Ebola virus, they had, quote, considered using reverse genetics to create the virus. I was shocked to hear what he said that. But more shocked to learn what supplements Anthony Fauci takes in order to maintain that upper body muscle mass. I also worry the reaction of people in Washington when they read this. The technician is only a worker, not a decision maker, nor a PI, principal investigator. So how much we should believe what he said? Well, it turns out that by 2019, we knew that we should be somewhat concerned about the Wuhan Institute of Virology. She wrote, if that got out, it would be difficult to get more information about the lab. A lot worse things got out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Two days later, she received the reply, quote, as we discussed, delete that comment. Amazing.
So there you go. That is how the state media treats Anthony Fauci. Gently, lovingly, conversationally, almost romantically. Doesn't it seem now, as a result of independent media reporting, because of the figures I always list, David, Martin, Jay Bhattacharya, that there are room for some pretty significant questions to be posed to Anthony Fauci. Will he ever be asked, let alone answer those questions? And the fact that he's not asked those questions by the state media when they have him in front of them, but instead is asked about his workout routine and his relationship with the Iliad suggests perhaps that the state media are not on your side when it comes to reporting truth, but are perhaps on the side of the person that they're passionately embracing and gently, teasingly, flirtingly questioning. This is an interesting interview because in one single relationship, you could see what the relationship between the state and the state media is. And on the surface, it's two different countries, the United Kingdom and the United States of America. But if globalism means anything, it means that those interests come together perfectly against your democracy. But that's just what I think. More important than that, though, if you can, please stay free. No, here's the fucking news.